Hi everyone, and welcome to our second episode of Morning Coffee with Alex and Hannah. I'm Alex. And I'm Hannah. And today, the title of our episode is, We're Not the Patron Saints of Grief. And we're just going to jump right into it. But before we do that, we just want to make sure to remind you guys that we are not practitioners. We are not doctors. We are not therapists. psychologists. Not professionals in any capacity. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. And And if you actually need to reach out for clinical help, we would advise you to find a therapist. And please do not come to us because we are 20 and 21 years old. So The reason that I really wanted to touch on this is because I think that it's something that you wouldn't even think to avoid if you haven't lost a loved one. Um, and this is something that happened to me. Um, someone unfortunately lost their dad pretty soon. I think it was maybe a month and a half after my dad died. Um, and someone my age lost their dad. Um, and it was obviously, you know, losing a loved one is always horrible. Um, I don't know the circumstances because I don't know this person personally. Um, But someone reached out to me, someone that was close to me reached out to me and said, you should reach out to this person because he lost his dad and you know what he's going through. And and I thought for so many months after that, that this girl was right and that I should reach out to this person, even though I didn't know him because I knew what he was going through. But like, yeah, like suddenly it was my job to be this like patron saint of dead dads but first of all it's not my job second of all that's not my title and most importantly I did not know this person who lost their father it's horrible that that anyone had to die but like I I'm not the person to reach out to him and say like hey I'm so sorry and like here's my experience with it because he literally just lost his dad like and his experience could be completely different it from yours, too. It is completely different than mine. I right. don't know his relationship with his dad. I don't know his relationship with other people. I, I don't know anything about this person other so than, like... how are you supposed to know his grief process? Yeah. There's no way. And one time someone did come up to me and say, hey, like, someone that I love lost someone that they love. How do I help them? That's different. Totally different. I sat down with a person. I, I had a relationship with them. I, you know told them like, this is my experience. This is what helped me. And maybe it'll help this person totally different than saying, Hey, you should reach out to this person that you don't know, or even someone that you do know, like you should do this because you lost this person. That's inappropriate. It's not a trade-off. No. And I think something going into that is that my trauma is not something that you can advertise to other people as a job. Yeah. As something that I do as pro bono work. Yeah. Like, I didn't ask for this. You didn't ask for this. No. <laughs> no. I'm, I mean, and it's not that we don't feel sympathy for these people. No. Out of everyone, no. I feel like we would feel sympathy for these yeah. people. But letting us come to that in our own time, especially if we don't know said person yes. in this hypothetical situation, just letting us figure out whether or not we think it's a good idea for us to reach out to them. Right. And being supportive of us whether or not we do that is the most important thing. Exactly. Exactly. Especially... Not even especially, but, like, in that situation that I dealt with, like, it was so close to me losing my dad. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I was, like, pretty impressionable. And this was someone whose opinion I really trusted at the time. And I really felt bad that I didn't feel comfortable reaching out to him. Like, this person who lost his father. The guilt. The guilt. The grief guilt, you guys. It's back. Um, And I feel like it's also worth saying that 
when you are going through grief, especially if it happens really close, you know, to someone else's death or uh-huh. your family member's death, if there's multiple deaths happening in a very short period of time, it brings up a lot of emotion. It makes you reflect on your own situation. Yeah. And that's kind of something that we want to talk about is when you are kind of selling our grief to other people as a task that we can perform to benefit their grief. Right. You're not taking into account the fact that when we're talking about our grief, we have to reflect upon all of it over again. Yeah. It's not just a story. This is something that happened to us. You have to relive it every single time. And for that first, like, few months, especially for me, like, it was so hard to talk about. Like, everyone wanted... so shock. Yeah. The processing hasn't even started. And everyone, like, wants to talk about it with you, obviously. But, like, you just get in this, like... How are you supposed to? Yeah. Um, I think kind of wrapping all of this up and tying it with a bow is just... Please don't generalize our situations with other people who might have died under similar circumstances. Their situations are still completely different. Mm-hmm. So if someone, you know, dies in some way and then you also know another person who has a family member that died in a similar way, don't try and match those families up together. Yeah. I mean, if someone like were to sit down with me and say like, hey, like kind of that situation that I was talking about earlier, like, hey, someone that is close to me lost someone close to them. And I said, you know, we talked about it and I, me as someone who had lost someone, you know, explicitly says okay, well, if they need someone to talk to or if they want advice or if they want something, if they want X, let them know that I'm here. If someone says that, if I were to say that, totally different situation. If I'm going to initiate it and say like, yes, this person who lost their dad, like, you know, give them my number. Right. That's that's different. That's the difference though is that don't, you know, say that we're going to give advice to this person without our consent. Right. I don't know know if I have any advice to give. Like. Because then you're letting down both parties. Exactly. You're letting down the party that's expecting that's expecting advice from me or this your friend or Hana or whoever. And then you're letting down us too because then we feel guilty. And it's – at the end, like, I don't want to sound harsh, but this is going to come out a little harsh. But, like, it's your deal. Like, it's you wanting to feel better about the situation. It's you wanting to, like, have a, a hand in helping the situation, which can be inherently good. But, like – Think, like it's, it's sometimes there's no room for that though. Yeah. It's not it's not always what people need. Yeah, sometimes there's no precedence for it. Yeah. So also just, you know, when you think about similar situations, try not to lump them together. Yeah. You don't know the details or the variables of what happened because you're not living in that person's subjective experience. Right. There's no way to compare. Hannah and I both lost loved ones under completely different circumstances that were very traumatic to both of us in different subjective ways that we experienced it. And what's really interesting about this and what we've both found in our experiences is that people like to joke about the circumstances in which that our loved ones passed. Yeah, not like specifically our loved ones necessarily, but like the topic. (laughs) But like the topic of cancer and suicide are like quote-unquote funny to people like they can be used as dark cynical humor to to those 
who, who I, I obviously don't know their circumstances. I don't know if they've lost someone, but from the way that they're portraying their humor, it makes it seem as, seem as though they haven't dealt with this. For example, this post gave me cancer. Not funny. Did it give you cancer? If it did, I'm so sorry. We should really get that checked out because that's not normal. <laughs> and I'm sorry. But if it didn't, you're making a joke about something that takes so many lives every year. And you're making a joke about something that, especially because if it's on social media, like other people are going to see this and you don't know who's been directly affected by cancer. And like, it might sound like we're overreacting, but I don't want to see cancer jokes. No. Like my dad died of cancer. I don't want to see. I think, you know, we might be sounding very authoritative. And (laughs) my response to that is that if you think that you don't have to listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is just how we feel yeah. with our experiences. Cancer jokes in that capacity, not funny to me. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, I think another example that we can look at is, oh my God, that was so bad. It makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. I could unpack that statement for probably <laughs> three hours, but that I would be do you the decency podcast. of not doing that. Because I'm sure when you hear me say it, knowing the story and the trauma that my family has experienced, you're probably thinking, oh, geez, probably not a good thing to say ever. Yeah. Like, first of all, even if you are not around someone who has lost someone to suicide, um, it's so many people feel like have suicidal thoughts every single day. And if you are downplaying and you are making a joke of someone genuinely wanting to end their lives, that is not funny. That's There's not okay. nothing funny or all right about that. Like, that's a blanket statement. Yeah. That's like... And I think that if you disagree with any of this, once again, you can stop listening. Yeah. If you genuinely are offended by this, this is not your podcast because this is kind of probably... But I also have to say if the shoe fits. Yeah go ahead and run a mile in it. Like, um, so I think also, you know, it's time to sit down. It's time to grow up, get mature. Yeah. Like we are, this is like the Twitter age, you know, the joke's funny for two seconds maybe, but then lasting impact of that on your timeline, on your feed, whatever it is, you don't know who's seeing it. Um, you don't know who's been affected. Yeah. Long story short, don't joke about it. It's not funny. It's not funny in any capacity. Something else really important that is can be a little harder to talk about and a little harder to hear, but is really, again, really, really important is this idea of morbid curiosity yes. after someone dies. Yes. And uh, I just, I really want to stress that it's totally natural to want to know what happened when something serious happens, regardless of what it is. Like right. anything, like any time that there's an accident and you're driving by everyone's rubbernecking wanted like that's human we all do it we as humans want to classify situations like we want to put them into boxes and be like okay like this is what happened here it is exactly and I we get that totally get that completely validating that human emotion like your curiosity when someone dies it is not appropriate to ask their grieving family members details about what happened unless that family member or person close to them, I don't want to generalize, but that person close to them is talking to you about what happened and like very openly saying like, these are the details of what happened. 
and you're someone who they have trusted to speak to about the details, right. it's never okay. And I, I feel comfortable saying this blanket statement. It's never okay to come up to someone directly after a traumatic event and say, oh, tell me about what happened. Like, what are the details? It's not drama. It's not a dramatic it might seem like the, the drama of the time, but it's not it's a dramatic, dramatic thing. but it's not dramatic. Exactly. Like you're, someone's life just got completely flipped on its head and you wanting to know what happened is not justification enough to ask someone who just lost someone close to them what happened or and the details. details. With that being said, I will say that a year and a half later, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, if you don't mind me asking what happened to your dad... Now, I would probably say 95% of the time, I am comfortable saying it and talking about it, especially with people that I know and I haven't talked to since he that died. I trust. That I trust. I am very open about it now, but right after, I it's did hard. not want to talk about it. It's hard for a yeah. while to even talk about them. Mm-hmm. Because once again, you're still processing, and I know we talked about this previously in this episode, that when you talk about and revisit parts of this trauma that you experience, it's really like reopening a wound. Yeah. That you've been consciously trying to mend and heal and grow from. And talking about this stuff is not easy for us. And sometimes when you need to talk about it, that's when it's time to seek help. Yeah. And that can be professional help. Therapists are, in general, really wonderful. Good. Yeah. <laughs> huge fan of therapy, um, especially grief therapy. Um, it can be incredibly ben- beneficial, but that can also mean reaching out to someone that you're close to. Right. Reaching out to, you know, a family member, a close friend, you know, a coach, a teacher, someone that you trust. Like, that's totally separate from yeah. you, like someone just walking up and saying, hey, what happened? Tell me about it. I think if anyone listening to this is kind of feeling like, oh, well, that can't be me. Rah, 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 rah. Like, I don't know. It might be you. I'm not saying it. No, I mean, we're not trying to call anybody out here. If you've had those thoughts before, though, I guarantee you, like Hannah said, like when you're driving past, you know, a car accident or even you're in the grocery store and you hear something happen in the aisle next to you, like you don't know what's going on. Totally human. really human. I think, though, when it turns into an obsession and that's all you're thinking about and like, God, I have to ask this person. You You don't. Please don't. Please don't, you guys. Please do not do that. If you have that obsession, you need to learn to let go of it because in the reality of everything, that person is still gone. Yeah. And you having that empirical evidence of what happened to them is not going to bring them back. If you want to be someone that, that a grieving person knows that they can come to when they need to talk about something, shoot them a text and say, hey, listen, you don't need to reply to this, but just know that if you need to talk, if you need to get out of the house, if you need a snack, if you need anything, I'm here for you. Right. That's what you say. You don't say... You keep it positive and you keep it about them. Yeah. Whatever you need... I'm here for you. Don't say like, hey, when you're ready to talk about it, I'm here. Let me know. When someone that you know experiences loss within their family, within their friend group, with someone that they're very close to, you need to remember that it's about them. Yeah. Our next topic is about our experiences with death more or less, but other people's experiences with them. Death is not drama. I think we touched on that earlier, but let's just really Let me put it in bold here. That again, we can put it in bold, italicize it, whatever. Whatever you need to do to get it, you underline head. it. <laughs> um, death is not drama. It is a traumatic experience for some people, and 
talking about it in a dramatic fashion is not beneficial to oh anyone. Oh my god, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? They died. Like, what? Come listen to that for a second. Yeah. What? No. 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 <laughs> Don't do it. It's not a dramatic, I mean, it's traumatic. It's horrible. Don't make it a drama thing. No. Millennials. Talking to our wait, are we Gen Z or millennials? I think we're like right in between. Okay, young sure. people. Young people. We're talking to you probably mostly. But also, I would like to say that you know people can make this dramatic if they're adults too. So true. I feel like uh, most of the conversations that I heard that were really dramatic about my brother's death came from adults. And again, people dying sucks. Yeah, it's not fun. It ricochets through the community like you know with Alex's brother he was on the baseball team you know his team was grieving his school was grieving with my dad you know he was a firefighter like the department was grieving like people grieve left and right like that's grief is a communal experience yeah it really is but when you're like making it out to be this thing where it's like oh my gosh like you're not gonna believe this I cannot believe what happened and I need to tell you everything yeah if you're, if you're going up, if I'm going up to Alex and I'm like, listen, like I heard like my, you know, someone in our community, someone else died in our community basically. And I just, I'm feeling all these things about it. And I, it's bringing up stuff with my dad or even if I hadn't, I've lost my dad. And it's just like, you know, someone that you knew. Yeah. Like it's just bringing up really, it's really, really hard for me to process. And this is what I'm feeling. That's different than me going up to Alex and being like, oh my gosh, did you hear? Yeah. I feel like the line is between people wanting to talk about this in a productive way and people wanting to talk about it just to talk about it yes yes talk about your feelings absolutely but don't just flap your gums to have something to talk about because someone dying is not the thing no it's not the latest gossip it's something horrible that happened to a family and to a community and it's it's death is not drama you guys and I think also going into that is it's not like we're not going to hear about it. Yeah. I don't think people <laughs> understand that when you talk to people and you say negative stuff about, you know, the family member or, you know, rumors or something along those lines, we're going to hear about it. Yeah. It's not going without any, like, acknowledgement. Right. I heard some stuff that I was pretty unhappy about from people that yeah. I thought, you know, were good to my family. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really a horrible feeling. Yeah, like on, top on top of everything yeah, else that's exactly. going on. Exactly. Wow, almost jinx. <laughs> One brain cell <laughs> <laughs> between the two of us. Um, but yeah, on top of everything that's already happening. Yeah. You know, we're already going through a lot of you know shock and sadness and waves of really bad grief, and then you also have to hear about how people are talking about this like it's a tabloid. Yeah, like someone lost their life. You know, be be respectful. Yeah. That's Just something that... be kind. Yeah. yeah. It's like the golden rule. Isn't that the golden rule where, like, if you wouldn't want it done to you, yeah, don't treat do it to other people. people. Be That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just me and my obscure references here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but seriously. Last week, it was Kung Fu Panda. Oh! We found out... The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> it was The Lion King. If you listen to last week's episode and me just kind of... I don't even know what how to explain what I was talking about. But I thought it was a reference to Kung Fu Panda, and then I inserted a clip of me being like, I don't know what you're talking about, Pat <laughs> I was talking about Lion King. It was Lion King. Yeah, so our fans out there that have listened to both of these. We'll, we'll leave it up to you to find the quote. Please do. Please do. I, it's, I'm losing my mind here. 
Something else that we want to talk about are these kind of one-liners that you hear all the time after someone dies. Yeah, very textbook, old wave, you know, what you Mm -hmm. would think of in like a movie where someone dies. It's coming off as nice, but it's... But it's, it's not beneficial. Right. And... You mean well. I think all the people that have said these things to us oh, have yeah. meant well. It's not with malicious intent at not all. Not at all. I wholeheartedly believe that. But from our experience and in our opinions, they're these one-liners, not helpful, and in some cases sort of detrimental. Yeah, they don't do any justice. I think there are some, some kind of overarching big ones that we've talked about before. Um, but we can kind of revisit those. Yeah. I think... The, a big one for me is, like, look at the silver lining. Look at the positive side. I'm a very positive person, and so I think that I understand why people would want to kind of get me in that mode of, like, well, look how you're going to grow from this. Look yeah. at the good stuff. Focus right. on the good. Yes, do that, you know, if that works for you. But It's okay to feel upset, though. If too. someone you love dies, you, you are sad. are a mess. Well, I was a mess. And Alex is a mess. <laughs> Maybe you're not a mess. Maybe you're not a mess. Like, you know, grieve That's how you okay. grieve. That's fine. But I would say more often than not, you're a mess. You're not looking at the positive side. And that's okay. Right. Like we talked about last week, like it's okay not to be okay. And when people are constantly like, well, look at the positive side, look at the positive side, look at the positive side. While again, no malicious intent, but I, I don't want to look at the positive side because my, my life is collapsing around me. Right. It's like rubbing salt into the wound. Yeah. Because I'm sure maybe you're able to look at the positive side. Yeah. And that's wonderful because we need that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like me as a grieving person is not going to be the one to look at the positive side. No. And again, different for every person. I Maybe you are able to do that. That's great. And that's wonderful. But, but hearing this from people while you're struggling is really hard to deal with really 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 hard um I think one that kind of sticks out to me is it's all in God's plan or God never gives you too much that you can't handle yeah and 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 that's kind of you know he only gives you what you can handle right and we can generalize that too to like any sort of like any higher power higher power like the universe only gives you what you can handle you know the universe is like this is like in the universe, it's planned for you. Whatever This is like fate. This is your destiny. Right. Like, any not just like calling out like the religious aspect, but oh, like any no. sort of like not that you were at all. But yeah. like, you know, any sort of like spiritual, like this is like higher being and the higher power and the plan for your life. Like right. while that may be true for you, while that may be true for the person that's grieving. It still sucks now. Yeah. It's not really I don't think it's the time to say like, oh well, like this was meant to be. Yeah. Because it sucks and, and it doesn't feel like it was meant to be no you feel Both like our loved ones part. died in a very you know short amount of time like yeah. we did not have much notice yeah for this so it doesn't really feel like it was planned out right I mean to me it was day and night like I yeah. was living my life one day with a brother and the next I was not yeah and, and how can you look at your life and think oh well like Immediately think like, oh, well, this is meant to be. Like, right. here's what I'm going to learn from this in the future. Right. I think that both of us would look back on our experiences now and say, this is what I learned from this. And like, this was part of the plan for my life in some capacity. Yeah. And we can point at places where we've grown and point at places where we've benefited from, you know, the love and support that we've received. Right. Exactly. But directly after, it I feel like it's gonna be good in any way yeah it, you literally what's that book that you were telling me about um 
It's a book by the psychotherapist. Yeah, she's, name. she literally already knew. Her name is <laughs> Megan Devine, shameless plug. She is incredible. She is one of the best, in my opinion, uh, authors about bereavement and um, loss and just untimely trauma. And she has this incredible analogy about grief being like being stuck in a tempest of a storm type of situation. Like you're thrown off of a boat into this really stormy water and you're just being jostled around and you can't breathe and you're drowning and just all of this. And then at some point you find something to cling on to and, you know, you're still being tossed around and like it's still really difficult to, you know, figure out your next move, but eventually you make it to land and you're okay. When you lose someone directly after, it feels like you are drowning in grief. And having people say these things to you is like they're saying it to you from the boat. And so hearing stuff like, it's all in God's plan and you're going to be okay. Look and at look the good morning. stuff. Like, yeah, obviously you're looking for that because you're able to breathe right now. And I am. <laughs> I can't swim. I'm right in the middle. I can't <laughs> swim. We've covered a lot of dark stuff in this episode and we know that it might make you uncomfortable or might dishearten you a little bit about the processes of grief and we just want to let you know that it's completely okay to feel that way and your emotions are totally validated but we have to put out a disclaimer that this is the worst of the worst like it does not get worse from these interactions specifically for us yeah like this this is what we subjectively experienced and we thought that these were the most negative things that we encountered. Yeah. And we kind of wanted to put all of these in one podcast so that we could just sort of like start out strong and like be able to reference back and say, remember when we talked about that bad thing? Well, here's this good thing that came from it. Right. So this is, again, all of our bad experiences in one episode. Right. And I think it's important to say that our society is not educated about the process of processes of grief and the time that it takes for people to fully understand you know like why things are happening to them in their grief process and part of that is the adverse experiences that happen so just getting that all out of the way just know that you know it's not going to be all terrible it's going to suck but not all of it is and from here on out it's going to be some good stuff yeah we're going to talk about a lot on this show so this was pretty dark but the next one won't be So thanks for sticking around as long as you guys did. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Morning Coffee with Alex and Hannah. And we forgot to mention this really cool feature. We mentioned it a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but since we're idiots, we didn't really know the ins and outs of this app (laughs) or this platform. Um, But if you download the Anchor app, it's purple, you'll find it. Um, You can leave us messages, audio recordings, and submit them to our show and you can ask us questions or leave little comments or maybe yeah talk about topics that maybe you want us to cover and we will review them and potentially include them in our next episodes please do that that would be so fun it would be so cool so So awesome we're suggesting it but please please we're trying to like be cool about it but we really want that to happen (laughs) we're really psyched so um just know that we will be uploading hopefully once a week but we'll see what happens life happens life definitely happens If you didn't catch our last podcast and you want to catch up, know that our podcast is available on six different platforms. Um, You can find us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And everything is under Morning Coffee with Alex and Hannah. And we hope to see you next time.
Hi, these are our bloopers because we're dumb, so have so much fun with that. Okay, bye. So the next topic that we're going I briefed really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is bad. I have to cut that out. <laughs> so good. Yep, yep. We're not because no, the- I'll be like, hello, <laughs> welcome, and then you be you're supposed to hold my hand. <laughs> My family's from Chicago, so we're better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Thank you.